0: Today, I have the pleasure of having a guest with me. His name is Gabe Garrillo. He is currently applying to medical school and took the MCAT not too long ago. So today, he is going to share his tips and his tricks for MCAT success. He took the MCAT and did very well on it. So I'm going to pick his brain today and try to figure out what he did in order to get that score that is hopefully going to get him into medical school, along with, of course, the rest of his application. So, just as an introduction, Gabe grew up in South Carolina. He graduated from Clemson University with a degree in materials science and engineering in 2019. He then took a few years of a little bit of a non traditional path and worked as an engineer, as a materials engineer at GE Aviation from about 2019 to the end of 2021. And now he finds himself doing some work as an EMT and also as a scribe as he goes through the process of applying to medical school. So it's such a pleasure to have you with us today, Gabe. I appreciate everything you're going to share with us. Thanks for having me. So let's start out with just a general question. Tell us a bit about your background. What was your upbringing like? What was it like growing up in South Carolina and the South? And what motivated you to become a doctor?
1: Yeah, so I was born in the Charlotte, North Carolina area um, and spent uh, the first half of my childhood with my mom and dad. My dad uh, was born in the States um, to Mexican immigrants. And my mom is an immigrant from El Salvador. And I also lived with my grandmother from on my mom's side for a little bit as well. So I was very fortunate. I had a very multicultural upbringing that really kind of shaped who I am. And I, I definitely appreciate a lot more as an adult now. Uh-huh. When I was 10 years old, um, my mom actually remarried and we uh, moved to South Carolina to a small town called Clover. Um, and I Mm -hmm. went to school there. And for a long time, I didn't have a ton of exposure to healthcare. I kind of grew up with the perception that going to the doctor was expensive and it it could be a cost burden for my family. So we always tried to kind of bypass that if we could in our own household. But later in high school, I ended up getting a volunteer position at a hospital where my mom um, had also gotten a job recently as a medical interpreter. Um, so I was carpooling with her to the hospital, it was about an hour away, but I was mainly just uh, stocking carts with linens to help out in the facilities. But sometimes I'd get to overhear um, conversations that my mom would have with the physicians and the patients and she would translate a lot of, um, a lot of concerns and questions that Latino patients had for the doctors. Um, so seeing that I got to see a lot of overlap between some obstacles that my family had, and then obstacles that other people in the Latino community had. So that really inspired me to learn more about what other challenges that people from other communities have and explore medicine um, in that way.
0: Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And then you ended up going off to college at Clemson. What was your college experience like? Did you continue to explore the pre-med path? And tell us about what that experience was like for you.
1: Yeah, so I actually went to University of Pittsburgh for my freshman year, and I started off on the neuroscience as a neuroscience major. um, And on the pre-med track in um, high school, I was really interested in all the science classes that I took. And with the volunteering experience, I just wanted to learn a little bit more about that. But during the first semester of college, I had some financial difficulties, unfortunately. Basically, my mom and my, my stepfather got um, separated, so I needed to make some financial arrangements to transfer to a more affordable in-state institution and start um, working as well to support my mom financially. So it was a tough decision. I really liked going to school at Pitt, and it was tough to say goodbye to my friends and everything, but I ended up transferring to Clemson after my uh, freshman year. I still tried to pursue the the pre-med path over there, but there were just some financial difficulties at home, still my mom. Um, she had been laid off from work and she had to support my brother and my grandmother. So I ended up switching to engineering, actually, so that I could um, get internships and jobs to help with uh, expenses back home and still pay for college expenses and things like that. But um, it was a tough decision, but I still enjoyed engineering. I, th- I thought it was a good opportunity to continue my interest in the sciences that way.
0: Well, that's wonderful that you were able to kind of had, have that detour, a career in engineering. That's really impressive. And I think it adds to your experience in life, in the profession, and I'm sure you'll be able to bring that unique perspective as a doctor. One question regarding that. So since you majored in engineering, you may or may not have taken a lot of the pre-med classes during college that you needed. So when it came time, of course, to prepare for the MCAT, you're being tested on biology and chemistry and biochemistry and all of that stuff. So, How did you prepare or how did you fulfill those pre-med requirements plus prepare for the MCAT on those topics?
1: Yeah, so that was a really tough challenge for me as a non-traditional student. Basically, during the start of the pandemic, just seeing like the global challenges that the pandemic had for everyone and, you know, the issues at the community level made me start rethinking about going into medicine again. Um, I was fortunate because through my major, I was able to take a lot of the prereq classes in college. So I got those out of the way I I did. Yeah. So I ended up taking just one last summer at a local community college to finish the last one that I would needed. Excellent. Yeah. I kind of strategically planned it out. So like my major would cover some of those in case I ever maybe in the future decided to go back to medicine. So it worked out well in that sense, but it was still challenging because by the time I started studying for them, Kat, I I think I took some of those classes like six, some, sometimes eight years ago, which is like hard to, dig up the material for that again. And I also, I hadn't taken like a psychology or sociology class, so I had to teach myself that as well. And, and that was kind of challenging.
0: All right. Well, yeah. I mean, you pretty much start to forget stuff a year after, so I'm sure a lot of it was pretty rusty. So then let's dive into what did you do to prepare for the MCAT and specifically to start, when did you start preparing for it and when did you take it?
1: Yeah. So. Towards the end of last year, I was working full-time still uh, with my company as an engineer, and then I was working as a uh, medical scribe on the weekends. So I was trying to study when I had free time, but it was it was pretty difficult because my time was pretty limited. So I I probably started studying about five months before my test date. Um, about after a month of that, I figured it was kind of hard to balance all of that. So um, I made a tough decision, and I, I left my job at the end of last year. Uh, that still gave me about four months to study for it. But specific things I did was um, I got the Kaplan books, which were super helpful, um, and started reading a lot of that material, specifically the psychology, sociology stuff. I really had to like put a lot of effort towards that because it was all like brand new to me. Uh-huh. Some of the material in the other books, it was, it was coming back slowly. Other things I did was I got the AAMC test prep material, which is super helpful. It's like full-length practice tests that mimic the actual exam, which was super good. And then um, other things was, I know Jack Weston offers like cars questions, like daily cars questions that I would practice as well. Mm -hmm. But by the time after I like had left my job, I was probably studying like five days of the week um, for about six hours a day.
0: Yeah, that's quite intense. And did you do that for about four months?
1: yeah I did it was it was a little difficult because um, I was also taking my EMT course at the time and I had to study for that as well, but I tried to like balance it out so I, I did that for about four months
0: That's quite a lot of studying and it requires a lot of perseverance a lot of self motivation to get through that. What did you find was helpful to stay motivated in the middle of that in the thick of that study time?
1: yeah I think like it was tough because i kind of I was studying for this exam and I would see like all my friends doing a lot of cool things and and just hanging out and things like that so just being able to take a break and like FaceTime my friends or uh, have a phone call was super helpful for de-stressing I also I ended up moving back home with my mom and it was the first time I probably had spent a significant amount of time with her in the past like 6 years so it was extremely valuable to have that sort of emotional support as well um, at the end of a long day. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, things like, uh, I like spending, the, spending time outdoors, so running or hiking at a local state park uh, helps me a lot.
0: Yeah, wonderful. I'm curious, what were the parts of the MCAT study that you found most challenging? What sections did you find most challenging?
1: Definitely the psychology, sociology section, just because there was so much memorization to it, mm-hmm. just trying to retain all the material. And there's not like a lot of, I'm a very like visual learner, Uh Um, and there's not really a lot of like visuals to go along with some of the material. So that was pretty difficult. And then I had also not really had a lot of biology classes, like maybe other pre-meds might have had. So I had to teach myself some of the organ systems that I had never learned about before. um, So that was challenging as well. Mm -hmm. And I would say like also cars, like as an engineer was pretty tough to like get into the groove of of reading a lot of passages (laughs) and analyzing things that way as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. It definitely engages a different part of your brain compared to chemistry and physics. One of the things I emphasize to people taking the MCAT or preparing for the MCAT is to take practice exams and to start taking them early. What was your approach with practice exams?
1: Yeah, so I I got the AMC practice tests, um, which were super helpful, but I tried to Push those off until closer to my exam date, so I would have those like as the last resort. Um, I also did get some UWorld practice questions, which is a very valuable resource as well. And then I got tests from another third-party company. I can't remember. I think it was Altius. Um, so I started with those. Uh-huh. I would say if anyone uses third-party test prep material to like take the scores you get with a grain of salt, because I would get. I would get a score back and it would not be what I was hoping to get. Um, and I thought I would have to like push my MCAT date a lot uh, further out. But by the time I was taking the the AMC tests, those are more reflective of the real test. And I felt a lot more, I got my scores were a lot better by that point on it.
0: Great. If you include those third-party tests that you took, plus the AMC and others, about how many practice tests total did you take?
1: Um, I think it was about eight practice tests I think Mm -hmm. I think if anyone tries to do practice tests I think they should my advice would be to try to um, simulate test conditions as best as possible I know like when I was doing it when I was starting out I would be pretty bad like I would say like I would tell myself that I would wake up and I would take the test starting at like 8 a.m but I kind of pushed that off until like 1 p.m and then it didn't really simulate how the actual test was gonna go
0: uh huh.
1: I would say other things were like if you, when you're reviewing the questions, also look at the questions that you got right. Sometimes I would get a question right and I, I got it right, but for the wrong reason. Um, so I think that's valuable to to learn from mistakes in those questions as well. Mm-hmm. Look at the other answer choices that you ruled out and like understand the concepts behind uh, those as well.
0: Yeah, that's excellent advice because I think that happens to everyone is sometimes you just kind of luck out, you make a lucky guess, or you choose the correct answer for the wrong reason, like you said, but that's just as important to review. And it's quicker to review the ones you got right, but sometimes you'll catch one of those errors that you made even if you got it right. One of the other pieces of advice that I like to give students who are preparing to take the MCAT is to really put a lot of their focus on practice questions rather than just reading and rereading and rereading a textbook or a test prep book. How much effort did you devote to practice questions in the big scheme of things? And did you find that helpful?
1: Yeah, I think that's great advice. I have some friends from college that are in medical school now, and they told me the same thing is to do a lot of practice questions because that really shows where the gaps in your knowledge might be. I think for me, it was important, like the first month, to actually just do more content review. I did start doing a lot of practice questions from the get go, and I think personally, I was just getting frustrated with how many I was getting wrong, and I'd had to. I kept like a checklist of all of the things that I got wrong, and I I figured maybe it would just be better to read the books first and then come back to it. But I would say, like, I, I probably wouldn't recommend spending more than a month doing just content review because, like you said, the practice questions definitely. They can show you what things you might be missing, even though you think you understand them uh, just from that content review.
0: Yeah. And science has shown that like just the process of taking that practice question instead of just reading a passage in a book over and over again, it's going to make the information stick. Like, have you ever taken a test and gotten a question wrong? And you just really remember that concept because you got it wrong. So that phenomenon, I think, is at play with, with any test preparation. So I'm glad you were able to kind of realize that and then move on to practice questions. It sounds like it was really effective for you. You also mentioned that frustration in the beginning of, you know, getting a lot of things wrong. How did you manage that frustration? Because I think a lot of students experience that and then they just want to give up or they want to push their test date back or they get a little demoralized with the whole process. What did you find helpful in terms of pushing through?
1: Yeah, I think... If I like, if I were still in college and I still had like friends that were also going through the med school process um, at the same time, I think it would be super helpful to have that sort of community to help you know to make each other feel more supported and know it's going to be okay. But in my case, um, it was super helpful to to talk to my friends who are in medical school now, and um, they could tell me about how they felt, you know, just the same way when they were starting to study for the MCAT and and they had those those doubts as well. I think talking with them really helped me, you know, keep pushing through, even though it it was pretty frustrating at the beginning.
0: Yeah. Did you feel like you made pretty rapid progress in terms of, you know, getting more of the practice questions right or doing better on the practice exams? Or was it kind of rough going? Did you have to really be patient with that?
1: Yeah, I think in my case, like the the chem physics section and the biochem section, those tended to actually go decently well for me. I was pretty surprised. I think like working as an engineer, you still kind of have it, some sort of problem solving approach that could help with those sections. But I, I was pretty, I actually had a really hard time with the car section and the psychology and sociology section. I had seen a lot of things where people said those are like the easy sections, but I didn't think so at all. In my case, I thought they were pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. I felt, I felt like cars specifically, sometimes... I would do like really well on a passage, and the next passage, I would get like all the questions wrong. Mm-hmm. So I think I just found that doing consistent practice every day would be helpful to improve. I think before I was doing cars like maybe once a week, and that wasn't enough to like be consistent to, to show improvement there. Uh-huh. So um, anything you can do to like try to practice a little bit every day would help a lot.
0: Uh-huh. I think you're definitely not alone and struggling with the cars section. You mentioned the Weston questions. What other things did you use to practice getting better at that?
1: Yeah, so the, the Weston questions were good because they had like a daily passage you could uh, use and review it that way. Other things I would do, I would, I used the AMC course materials. They have like the full length cars section, but they also have practice cars questions that you could use as well. I noticed sometimes when I would get a question wrong, the explanation for why it was wrong wouldn't necessarily be super clear so um actually reddit a lot of people on reddit post like explanations about why questions are wrong that are a little bit more in depth and i thought that was super helpful Hmm. i would say to take reddit advice with a grain of salt just because um you know it can be a little competitive on there sure yeah but i think in terms of like people would clarify like why a question was wrong or why it wasn't wrong um and a little bit more depth on there. And that helped me a lot, I would say.
0: Yeah, wonderful. Well, you, you found a lot of creative ways of uh, figuring that section out, even though it was a challenge. So good work. For students who maybe have limited funds as they're preparing to take the MCAT, what would you say were the highest yield materials? If you had limited funds and could only purchase a few things, what do you think were the highest yield?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think Yeah, if you have a budget, I would say the AMC course materials would be like your best bet. I think also, like if you're still in college, I'm sure a lot of pre-med organizations might offer prep, like they might be able to give you the prep books, like just to borrow through the organization that could be helpful as well. But I would say if you had to choose like two things, it would just be like the Kaplan books and the AMC practice material would be the, the most helpful.
0: Gotcha. And then you ended up, I believe, only taking the MCAT once and doing well. Is that correct?
1: Yes, I took it. I took it in March of this past year and I only took it one time.
0: Excellent. And do you mind sharing with us how you did?
1: Yeah. So I got a 514, which I I was very excited about. Um, I was worried since I took it the same year that I'm applying to medical school. I was, you know, I kind of was worried that whole month after I took the exam, like if I didn't get the score that I needed that I it would be too late to apply um, the cycle. But I would say to anyone who's going to do that, you can still apply and like have your score as long as you get it before the application is sent out to medical schools.
0: Yeah. Well, congratulations. That's an excellent score. Well, earned, well deserved. You worked really hard for it. Five months of study. That's no joke. Thank you. What was test day like for you? Well, the day of the exam, you had taken these eight practice tests, you had prepared for five months. What was test day like for you?
1: Yeah, so even though I signed up for the exam about like five months before I took it, I actually had to book it in another town because like the seats in my local area were all sold out. So if anyone is like signing up for the MCAT, I'd recommend doing it as soon as you can. So you don't have to do this, but I had to actually drive the night before to the town um, that I was taking the MCAT in and get, get a hotel there. Cause otherwise I would have had to drive like three hours before taking the exam in the morning. Um, so that was a little bit stressful. Um, fortunately I was able to work it out, but getting into the exam center, I would say, try to show up like 30 minutes beforehand, kind of have all your materials ready. So you're not, you don't feel like you're missing out on anything and then make sure you bring your lunch with you because otherwise you can't go back out into your car and, and get it. So they'll, they'll let you keep it inside the building.
0: Yeah, was it nerve wracking? Do you, did you experience any test anxiety? Did you feel confident after having prepared for so long?
1: I felt probably in the middle. I had taken like the scores on my full lengths were more or less consistent, so I I had a feeling maybe it would be around there. Um, there's always doubts though, so I, I was a little anxious on that front. After I took it, I, I try not to let, I try not to stress out that whole month. Right after taking the exam. So I would say find ways to distract yourself if you can uh-huh. or focus on other things. So you're not so you're not spending the whole month like thinking about it.
0: Yeah, that can be kind of <laughs> nerve wracking waiting period. And yeah, you, I mean, most people have a sense like whether they felt pretty good or not good at all about it. But until you get that score back, it's hard to know. Um, how long did it take for you to get your score back after you took the exam?
1: Yeah, it was about I think it was for four weeks. So about a month.
0: Okay, excellent. Well, I'm sure you were pretty happy when you got that back, and yes, (laughs) uh, you were ready to continue on your journey of applying to medical school, which is where you find yourself now. I know that you recently submitted your application to medical school, your AMCAS application. How are you feeling about the whole prospect, the whole process, looking forward?
1: Yeah, I feel like pretty nervous about it, to be honest. Um, It's just it's hard to like make that change back from. Uh, working in for a company as an engineer for a little bit going back to to medicine and just trying to share a story that makes sense to other people about like your about your path and why it maybe didn't work out the first time but um and I'm in the process of working on the secondary applications right now um I'd say like just like with the MCAT get continuing to get like as much support as I can from friends and family has been super helpful and, and taking breaks when I need to. The secondaries are, are a lot of writing and some of it feels repetitive. So just like if you need a break, it, like take a day off if you need to. Um, it doesn't have to be submitted like as soon as the school sends you the secondary. Mm-hmm.
0: And you allude to the fact that you are a non-traditional student. You did sort of have a detour and are circling back if you had any advice for other non-traditional students, whether in regards to taking the MCAT or applying to medical school, what would it be?
1: Yeah, I would say if, you think, if a non-trad is thinking about going into medicine, definitely try to get some clinical experience first before you make that big jump, um, just to make sure that's really what you want to do. I had some trouble like during the pandemic at first getting some experience due to COVID restrictions Towards the end of it, I was able to get like the scribe job and do some shattering, which is great. But I would say do that for a little bit and make sure that's really what you want to do. In my case, I took a lot of the classes for the MCAT um, in college, but I, I know a lot of people do post-bac program or they kind of coordinate it themselves and take the classes as needed. I would say, I know it's, it can be costly, but if you, if you need to get the prereqs and don't be afraid to, to do that as well. Mm-hmm. In my case, I had to make a lot of financial arrangements as well, since the reason I had to leave medicine the first time was because of that. So uh, definitely take a look at your budget and try to organize that before making any any big changes.
0: Great, great advice. So once you were, you know, you were set in your career in engineering, you started to seek clinical opportunities in order to make sure that this really was the, what you wanted to do. What was it that cemented that decision for you? If you don't mind sharing, was there one particular experience or was it just a feeling or just a reminder of what you had experienced before? What was that for you?
1: Yeah, in my um, scribe job, I work a lot with COVID-19 patients and we have a lot of um, Latino patients come to our clinic actually for vaccines or tests um, and treatments. And I noticed I ended up helping a lot of those patients by translating for them with our medical providers. I would help them ask a lot of questions or clarify concerns with like the doctors or the nurse practitioners um, that we work with. And so just seeing that opportunity to help out again, and it kind of reminded me of my original interest in medicine when I saw my mom working as a medical interpreter, um, seeing that opportunity to help your local community and, and people that come from a similar background to you. I think really it solidified my decision to come back to it.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. I wish you the best, of course, in this application process this coming year. I'm pretty confident that you will end up getting into medical school. And I know that once you get into medical school, you will become a wonderful physician for so many people in your communities and in the world. So thank you for sharing your story today. Thank you for sharing your success tips for the MCAT. Anyone listening. Gabe did it. If he did it, so can you. Just stick with it, study, figure out what you need to do. It is possible. Um, And just don't give up. All right. Thanks so much again, everyone. Thanks, Gabe, for joining us.
1: Thank you, Dr. Marina.
0: And have a great week, everyone.